T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Diving deep into the Red Sox, it's Red Sox Review. Here's Brian Barrett on WEEI. With you after a difficult one for the Sox tonight, they go down to the New York Yankees six to five. So, what was your biggest takeaway from this, and what was the most disappointing thing in this game? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. The number. We will get into Chris Sale in greater detail as the night goes on in terms of him pulling that fit off in Worcester. Yes, we'll get into that later on in the show. But also, Alex Cora, you'll hear from him his comments after the game. After obviously. A gut-wrencher for the Red Sox, no way around it. Now, it felt like they had no chance in this game whatsoever, and thanks to Rafael Devers, you're back in this one. So let's get to the pitching first, and in particular, Josh Winkowski, because the bullpen actually held up. Now, part of that, maybe you say, well, you know what? If the bullpen was actually pitching in a tie game, maybe it would have been different, right? Like, you can play that scenario out, but I'm going to take it for now. The bullpen was good. Winkowski was not. Let's hear what the manager had to say. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he got in trouble with the walks, right? Um, we walked Gallo twice. Then uh, we loaded the bases <clears throat> before the big swing by uh, Donaldson. Um, then we got two outs. We didn't make a play. Uh, it's a good learning experience, you know? He's still you know, learning how to pitch, and, you know, that's a big stage out there against the best team in baseball. Um, he was one pitch away. From getting out of it, it didn't happen, but he battles. He, he gave us five, so, you know, he's going to keep getting better. He just misjudged it, you know, and, um, and just dropped it. I mean, um, uh, against a great pitcher, too. If you think about what he's done against uh, Cole the last three games, right? Um, a walk and a homer two walks on the homer in the wildcard game then the homer on opening day and then today you know walk and then two two big swings and um you know he's that good uh rafi is a good player um you know hopefully he'll start in in dodger stadium in a few weeks and um you know he there's the stage is not he doesn't get caught up in the whole thing you know he enjoys playing baseball and Helping his team to win. Uh, probably he's, you know, down there he's upset because we didn't win. You know, he, he did everything. He might think about the ground ball he hit short against the lefty instead of hitting the, talking about the homers and the walks. So, 
You know, he, he's a special player, a special hitter. What, what was I think uh, he went three-two twice, right against uh, Gallo, and threw a slider and didn't land it. Um, some close calls on DJ, and one at bat. Um, you know, the stand on one. Well, it is what it is. You know, you, you pick your poison, right? Um, but I think those two walks put him at bat spot. The ones to the ninth hitter. I mean, still learning, right? Uh, I mean, we knew it wasn't it wasn't going to be perfect, you know. He's he made a great play in the bunt, you know. Um, yesterday he dropped a ball, and just to learn, he's still learning, you know. He's working hard. He's gotten better in in a few things, but you know that st stuff like that is going to happen. Um, not yet. Um, it, there's most most likely he's not going to be Michael. Yeah, so most likely he's going to yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so well, I mean, just missing their pitches, right? Uh, getting into some hit, hitters' counts, right? 2 0, 3 1. And, uh, you know, the swing and misses, they don't do that often, you know. Um, they haven't hit the ball the, the other way in a while. So it's kind of like everything else, you know. That, that was a good at bat by, by Xander, the last one, when he walked. So hopefully that's the beginning of something big. But I think, you know, when they get into hitters' counts, they're missing the pitches. And, uh, you know, usually that doesn't happen. All right, so if you want to react to anything the manager said, you certainly can. 617-779-7937. So I want to start right there where he said about Franchi Cordero. And we'll get back to Winkowski in just a second here. Franchi's got to make that play. There's no way around it. I'm not going to make excuses for him just because he just started playing first base. But this is a real problem for the team, right? We can all agree on that, that Franchi Cordero right now is playing out of position. And look, here's the thing that aggravates me about this. Franchi Cordero, 222 innings entering tonight at first base, negative three defensive run saves, minus three defensive run saves. It's a problem, right, in terms of the overall defense. The Red Sox, if you take it from the past two years, I've highlighted this before, they're last in Major League Baseball in defensive runs saved at first base. So this is what I just cannot comprehend. And this is what sort of has really started to aggravate me even more so over the past couple of days. Why are the Red Sox in a situation right now where they have the same problem again? They have a defensive issue at first base. They have an offensive issue at first base. And the reason that Franchi is now playing first base is is because the guy that you entered the season with as your starting first baseman isn't good. Bobby Dahlbeck is not a major league player. He's not. He can't hit lefties. He's terrible in the field. He, quite frankly, can't hit anybody. So what is the point of that guy? What is his existence on this team? It makes no sense. So now we're back to where you were last year. Where last year at the trading deadline, you make a move because you have no offense at first base. You want to platoon it. You entered this season with the plan being, okay, Bobby Dahlback is going to play like 80 to 85% of the games, and then we'll start the season with Travis Shaw. We all found out that Travis Shaw absolutely sucked. There was no point in him being on the team. You can see he's getting all these calls right now to play for different major league teams. Oh, yeah, sorry, he's not. So that was the plan to enter the season. So I circle back to this, and an interesting decision, or I should say lack thereof, from Heim Bloom. Why is Kyle Schwarber not on the team then? If you're not prioritizing defense, right? Because clearly you're not. 
Bobby Dahlbeck was a bad defensive first baseman last year. He's slightly better this year, but he's still bad. So you are not prioritizing defense at first base entering the season. I guess maybe the plan was just wait until Tristan Cassis is ready if Bobby Dahlbeck's not ready to go. And we heard earlier this season, this was pre-Cassis getting injured, that, hey, they wanted to wait. They wanted to make sure that he was ready to go. And I'm fine with that. I don't disagree with that type of logic. But if that is the case, okay, if that is the scenario, then why didn't you address the position? Why was your assumption that, hey, you know what's going to happen? Hey, you know what, you know what my feeling is here? Well, Bobby Dahlbeck's going to be a major league player. He's going to be an everyday first baseman. Why would anybody think that? Based on the data that you had over the past couple of years, based on the eye test you had over the past couple of years, why was that the plan? And that brings me back to Kyle Schwarber. Why wasn't he more of a priority in the offseason? That, to me, is just completely aggravating right now because we're all seeing what Kyle Schwarber's doing, right? If you're not, you're living under a damn rock. The guy's got 27 home runs. He had two more last night. And if you look at this Red Sox team, they have no power whatsoever. So I'm just trying to put together these pieces here. Your plan was Bobby Dahlback at first base. You're not prioritizing defense because now you're taking Franchi Cordero. And like I said, I don't want to get on Franchi Cordero too much because he's playing out of position. Now, that play tonight, you got to make. But so if the plan is not to prioritize defense and the plan is to go into the season, well, then why wouldn't Kyle Schwarber be here? We all know he wasn't a good defensive first baseman, but guess what you could do with Kyle Schwarber? Kyle Schwarber next year, because it looks like J.D. is going to be done after this season, and why at this particular point in time are the Red Sox really comp- comp- or even fathoming bringing him back the way that he's played lately? It, does, it doesn't register, right? So when you add all those pieces together, this is another thing that we can now look at with High Bloom and say, what the hell were you doing in the offseason? The guy was completely asleep at the wheel. That was an unbelievable trade last year where you gave up the 18th prospect in your organization for the best bat that moved at the deadline, and now you are clearly missing him. Just put this into perspective. Kyle Schwarber, 27 home runs this season. The Red Sox, one through four hitters, have 42. Rafael Devers has 18 of them. So think about that. Kyle Schwarber is raking hitting home runs, and he's walking as he always did as a member of the Red Sox, and he's going off right now. Meanwhile, J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts, there's no power in their bats right now. You know what they did tonight? 0 for 6 with 4 strikeouts. These are supposed to be two of your big boppers. These are supposed to be two of your best players, and all I saw tonight is Rafael Devers out there hitting home runs. That's it. That's what we saw. Rafael Devers, one of the great players in the sport. Nobody can dispute that. Where is his help? That's what I want to know. Where is the help for Rafael Devers right now? Where is Bogarts? Where is J.D. Martinez? These guys have to hit. And just to put that into context here, okay, with some numbers for you, among three to four hitters since the start of June, minimum 100 plate appearances, okay? So this is since the start of June. This is what you're getting from your three and four hitters. So this takes all three and four hitters in the sport that have had 100 and. 100 plate appearances during that stretch, okay? I did it in this timeline. J.D. Martinez, he's slugging 398, or 392, rather. Sorry, I gave him a little bit of a break there. He's slugging 392. That ranks, out out of these qualifiers, remember, 100 plate appearances since the start of June, that ranks 30th of 35. J.D. Martinez, he's 30th of 35 qualifiers from three to four hitters during that stretch since the start of June. You know where Bogarts is at? 427, that's 25th. 
JD's ISO power. So that basically just takes your average or rather your slugging percentage and it subtracts your average. So basically it gives you an idea of how often you're getting extra base hits. It's at 150. That's 29th out of 35 qualifiers. Bogarts is 31st at 136. JD, 705 OPS, that's 29th of 35. Bogarts, 802, 19th. Not bad, but as I said, it's basically because of his batting average. He's not slugging. During that stretch, JD has three home runs, that's 26. Bogarts has two home runs, that's 31st. So look, there are a lot of issues with this team right now. The bullpen was good tonight, but we all know that's an issue. They're still short when it comes to that. The injuries are a problem right now. The first base situation is a problem right now. But maybe we're not talking about all those things as much as we are if it isn't for J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts basically not hitting for any power since the start of June. And we can talk about a lot of different things here, and we will. We're going to get into Chris Sale. We're going to get into Josh Winkowski. But the reality is this. Your two best players or two of your three best players entering the season were J.D. Martinez and Trevor Story. From an offensive perspective, no shows. Absolutely no shows. No shows since the start of June. And look, at least Bogarts is hitting for average because J.D.'s not even doing that. But that's not what I want from my cleanup hitter. I want my cleanup hitter putting it over the monster. You felt like, all right, the other day Bogarts hits a home run. Maybe he gets going. J.D. looks completely lost at the plate. I don't know why anybody would throw him anything that was in the strike zone. Because at this particular point in time, J.D. Martinez will swing at absolutely anything. Any off-speed pitch, especially a slider from a right-handed pitcher, he has no chance at touching. And he has no chance at resisting right now, which is a massive issue for this team. So you got to fix that. That's what you got to fix right now if you're the Red Sox, is your two best players. And there's not much Cora can do. What the hell is the manager supposed to do? Hey, guys, you suck. Start hitting. There's nothing he can do. The reality is this. These guys just got to start hitting. And right now, it is absolutely alarming to see how often your two best players cannot get the ball in the damn air. That's the problem with Bogarts. Everything is on the damn ground. He's got to find a way to get the ball in the air and do more damage. And with J.D. Martinez, stop swinging at all these pitches out of the zone. It's just ridiculous. And here's another thing about J.D. Martinez. So if you look at this on the season, the Red Sox right now entering tonight, they averaged in terms of runners left in scoring position per game. They're leaving 3.87 a game. That's the second most in Major League Baseball. That's a horrific number, obviously. Among three to four hitters this season, minimum 50 plate appearances with runners in scoring position. Here are J.D.'s numbers. 250, that is 27th of 35 qualifiers. He's grounded into five double plays, the third most. During that stretch, or I should say with runners in scoring position, he has a 28% strikeout rate. You know where that ranks last. J.D. among three to four hitters in Major League Baseball with runners in scoring position is more likely to strike out than any batter in the entire sport. Let that marinate. Let that register for a second. This is supposed to be one of your best hitters. And not only is he in a massive slump since the start of June, not only is he in a massive power outage since the start of June, but he cannot hit when it matters most with runners in scoring position. It is absolutely alarming. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you all the way up until midnight. Let's get it. Let's kick it off tonight with Danny in a car. Hey, Danny. Yeah, so first base, certainly an issue. Uh, Freddie Freeman would have been a good signing. I know he went to the Dodgers, and we heard about the Atlanta thing, but uh, Franci Cordero, I mean, so it's a game changer. The play is a game changer in the game. 
forget. Yeah, and look, I, I will say this, Danny, in fairness, like that's a horrible, horrible play by Franchi. I'm not defending him. But in fairness, like these relievers that were really good tonight, the Stroms of the world, Triber's been good all year. Austin Davis has been really good lately as well. But you don't know what the domino effect is if they're actually pitching in a tie game. Like maybe it's different for Strom because he had struggled coming into tonight. Maybe it's different for Brazier. So in fairness, you do have to mention that, that, okay, they were down, remember, they were da- they were down to the game rather than tied. Less pressure in those particular situations. Hello, Danny. Did we lose you? Okay, we lost Danny. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you all the way up until midnight. Let's get to Sean in Worcester. He thinks I need to apologize to him. What do I need to apologize to you for, Sean? You are an idiot. I'm an idiot. Okay. Well, I want to hear this. What did I say? Last year, I told you to get rid of Dahlbeck. And you said, no, look, the young kid is hitting. He's hitting home runs and doing all this. Last year? Well, he he did have an unbelievable August. He was essentially the best offensive player for the Red Sox in August. So I wouldn't have gotten rid of him last year. Yeah, but what what is he doing for you this year? He should be in... But hold on, can I ask you a question though, Sean? Okay, so in your hypothetical, Bobby Dahlbeck wasn't good prior to the trading deadline last year, right? We agree on that? Hold on, I'm asking you a question. Can we have a conversation? Was he good before the trading deadline last year? I don't like Dahlbeck. I I don't know what's going on, man. You're you're like out of it right now, man. What are you doing? I, I, I would have traded him and kept Okay, well, what were you going to get? He was bad. You're telling me he was bad prior to the trading deadline. What were you going to get for that guy at the trading deadline? Absolutely nothing, Sean. Well, you, 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 you make a package and get something for him. Yeah, what is that something, Sean? What is that? You're packaging Dahlbeck and who for what? Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. There was no value with the guy last year. I appreciate the call, Sean, but I can't do it. I don't know why you're so slow to respond. I don't know what's going on. It sounds like you're half asleep. Did I wake you up? You called me. I didn't call you. You called me, and it sounds like you're half asleep. I don't know what's going on. So if he thought that they should have traded Dahlback last year, I would just ask the question, what were you going to get? Now, at this particular point in time, he's just not a major league player. I mean, at this point in time, you just got to cut your losses. You can't put that guy out there anymore because he's not good. That's why Francis Cordero is playing first base because this whole idea of coming into the season with your first baseman being Bobby Dahlback had backfired. Absolutely backfired. And it, it feels like it's Groundhog Day, isn't it? The Red Sox need help on the bullpen. They need help at first base. Haven't we had these conversations for, I don't know, it feels like 26 months. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you all the way up until midnight. Let's get to Jack and Quincy. Hey, Jack. I can't believe I'm agreeing with you, Brian. You're so angry all the time, and I agree with you. J.D. You think I'm angry? Only has eight. Yes, yes. You were just showing us the two before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's... Well, do you disagree with me yelling at that guy? I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Well, you're always angry, Brian. That's that's why I like you. But, oh, okay. But I, I agree with you, and I couldn't believe more. I, I looked at the stats. J.D., eight home runs. It's July. Oh. Yeah, Xander, well, they're about both this. on contract he's, years. He's got three since the start of June. He's done nothing it's, for it's more than a month. And and I, I, it is what it is. 
But, I mean, it all goes back to Henry and uh, Nantucket thing. He's what? building his house there. Whatever. I mean, we need help in the bullpen. That's what we Wait, need hold help on, Hold on, hold on. Because, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big thing you're saying here. You think that the team isn't spending money because John Henry's building a home? Well, why didn't he sign Xander? He should have just signed Xander. Well, I don't know. Right now, they may – actually, right now, that may not be a smart thing to do the way he's trending. Well, uh, Devers. Yeah, Devers, I'm with Devers you, man. should be signed. I think that was more in Heim Bloom because they didn't believe in him defensively. That's what I think that was. I think it's more about Heim Bloom wanting to see Rafael Devers prove he's an everyday third baseman defensively. I think that's what it's more about. It's not about ownership. I don't believe that whatsoever. This team has gone over the tax on multiple occasions, so I don't buy into that theory whatsoever. I'm not putting this on the ownership group. Well, it's all on ownership, I think, because I, my opinion is John Henry is sitting like a king. He's like, I gave the peasants four trophies. Let them squander, whatever. So you think he's That's just pinching my pennies? Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't buy that theory. I'm sorry. I appreciate the call, Jack. Look, I'm not saying that every decision this ownership group has made was the right one because clearly they've messed up contracts and they've messed up decisions in the past. John Lester would be the prime example. Signing Chris Sale to the extension when he was breaking down the season prior to that, that would be a mistake by the ownership group because they were making up for a previous mistake with the way that they handled John Lester. But the ownership group has spent plenty of money. This isn't a cheap scenario type of situation. This is Bloom is making these decisions. Bloom decided that Kyle Schwarber was not a priority. Bloom decided that Bobby Dahlbeck was going to play 80 to 85% of the games at first base to begin the season. They were going to roll with that and maybe play Travis Shaw every once in a while. Maybe they were waiting for Tristan Cassis at some point to come up. Bloom's the guy that decided to get no certainty in the bullpen in the offseason. This is not about the ownership group. That, to me, is an unfair take to put this right now the lack of success with this Red Sox team on the ownership group. I'm not going there. I'm not. You want to blame Hein Bloom, and I certainly will. He's a massive problem right now for the building of this team. Hein Bloom is really good at a lot of things. He's made a lot of nice moves. The Pavetta trade, home run. Garrett Whitlock in the Rule 5 draft, home run. Trading for Schwarber last year, home run. He's made a lot of really good moves, a lot of them. Winkowski, despite his effort tonight, he looks like a major league pitcher, right? So he's made a lot of nice moves, but he's also screwed up a bunch of things this season. And you cannot defend the lack of interest in Schwarber. You cannot defend the lack of known entities in the bullpen to begin the season. You're just taking shots on all these guys. The one guy with sort of a track record is Diekman, and that guy absolutely sucks. He refuses to throw strikes. He will not do it. So other than that, what did he do to the bullpen? We knew the bullpen was at issue entering the season. He didn't really do anything. Strom's a great find. and Tri- Well, I should say Schreiber's a great find. Strom was good. Then he was bad. He was good tonight. I will not call that one a great find. But Schreiber, you didn't know what he was. So he wasn't really being used in high leverage situations until May. So it took you a while to get ready with this guy. And the problem is the guys that you started with, the guys that were supposed to be good for you, Barnes sucked then he got hurt. You look at Salomora, he absolutely has sucked for the majority of the season. So all these guys haven't been good, and that was your plan. That was your plan. Hey, Alex, here's your bullpen. Look at the bullpen on the other side. Is it even comparable? They got guys coming out there tonight throwing absolute filth. I felt hopeless 
in the sixth, in the seventh, in the eighth inning of that game. Did anybody feel like the Red Sox are going to win once the Yankees got into the bullpen? My only hope was that Rafael Devers would hit a home run and tie the game up at his third of the night. That was my only hope. I had no faith they were going to hit, especially considering this team is very easy to pitch to right now. They do not walk, and they have one landmine. There's only one guy in the lineup you're concerned about. And that's not to say there aren't other good hitters. Verdugo's a good hitter. Bogarts and J.D. are historically good hitters. But you're not afraid of those guys because J.D. and Bogarts don't hit for power. Verdugo's not a big-time power hitter. There's one guy in the lineup that you're worried about. That's it. The only guy in the lineup you are worried about right now from an opponent's perspective is Devers. That's it. He's the one which still baffles me why Cole's giving him pitches to hit. I mean, if I was game planning for the Red Sox right now, I'd say do not pitch to the Devers guy. Everything has got to be where he cannot touch it. We cannot let this guy burn him. <laughs> and he did tonight. He almost won the game by his damn self. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you all the way up until midnight. So if you do want to weigh in in this one, certainly can. What's going on with J.D. Martinez and Sandra Bogarts? Also on the table, if you want to talk about Chris Sale throwing a camera, you can. I don't have an issue with it. A lot of people do. We can get into that in greater detail. And how much of these recent losses do you put on the guy running the team, Heim Bloom? Brian Brian Barrett with you here on EA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.